This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Again, you know why I'm laughing? Because I was like, which podcast are we doing? <laughs> I was almost like, are we, are we baking? What are we doing? Um, I love that everybody today was sending us that picture about Chiggs. It's like Chiggs is keeping it on lock of whether or not he's sing- single. Like he appreciates that we all think that we're that he, he right that we're vying like the crush. For yeah, but he's like keeping it. Okay, up. but also I saw that Chiggs is number like he's posted his Spotify Wrapped and his number one most listened to podcast with Joe Rogan. And I was like, it might be an unforgivable offense. It really, that might be a deal breaker. It might be a deal breaker. I mean, if it was our podcast, I might be. If it was on your mark, it's at bake. That would be a deal maker. Yeah. But it was like a lot. It was like that, like thousands of minutes of Joe Rogan. Oh, man, Chiggs, you don't need his voice in your ears. Come on. Zero people need his voice. Oh, man. (sighs) Okay. Um, Also, speaking of the baking podcast, a lot of people were posting and asking if we are going to be covering the holiday one. We don't have plans for that at this particular moment. We'll see how we feel later on in the week, I guess. There are new, there is a new baking, like a holiday special series that just came out on Netflix. So if you are really missing Bake Off, I just don't really, I don't know. To me, the holiday it's, ones are like not really worth covering because you don't really know the bakers that well. Yeah. I mean, and, but you kind of call them in, phone it in, whatever. I just really wanted to comment on Prue's hair because she dyed her hair blue for the Christmas one and her nails looked amazing. She had this just, you could just tell she was like, let me be Prue. And they let her be Prue. And I was just so Would you ever dye your hair blue? Oh, absolutely. I want to dye my hair pink right now. I'm just, yeah. We know. know. (laughs) I was about to call my, call my hairstylist because they got this new temporary dye at their hair salon because the last one that I did for Moroccan oil just never washed out. It was not a, I mean, I get it. It's fine. It's temporary, but that stuff stayed in my hair forever. It's great if you want it to last, but I just didn't want it to last that long anyway. So they got a new temporary tint at their salon. I'm like, Oh, I bet you that one is good. And that one actually will come out. And I was going to call her and be like, can I come by and get the pink one? We'll see. We'll see. Do it. Why do you have to lose? Well, it's not that. It's just mostly when you spend so much money getting your hair yeah. highlighted. I'm like, I don't want to just cover it with pink yet. I don't. We'll see. But yeah, we know that Joy always wants to dye her hair. I would do blue. I'd do purple. I like that filter on Instagram that like gives you options. Yes, so you could totally. see what you would look like. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my hairstylist about this the other day when I, whenever it was the last time I went in like a couple weeks ago and she was talking about how she has like, you know, hairstylists, I feel like always are changing their hair. I would be too, if I worked in a hair salon and right now she has these like super long extensions. Her hair is this sort of like icy. It's not, I wouldn't say icy, but it's like kind of that cool, like gray. And I said something about the, her color and she was like, yeah, um, I'm thinking about going dark again. Like you spend all this time trying to get lighter. And then you just immediately, by the time it's done, like you spend like a year because she has really dark hair normally. And she was like, you know, you spend a year, like finally getting as light as you want. And then you immediately just want to go back to dark. And I was like, yeah, one day I'm just going to walk in here and be like, we're going blonde. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, I like one day. I just want to, I just want to try it. I just want to have yeah, like, platinum it's blonde fun. hair yeah. for and like it's so much work. I remember when I, that was the, that was when I had short hair and I'm like, I would do it again with short hair because it doesn't take as long, obviously. Right. But I just remember 
when I was in the phase of changing my hair all the time, when I had short hair, I remember going in and being like, I want to do like really, really blonde. When you have a good hairstylist, they know when you're ready and you know when they're ready. She looked at me and she's like, fuck it. And she just like went and like started mixing up the, the hair dye, meaning like, like, let's do this. Like we're both in the same spot to commit to this. Because it's a lot of work on their end, too, especially when you have darker hair. You don't just, like, put blonde dye on. It's, like, this whole process. I mean, coloring your hair is such a science. But, yeah, it's it was so fun. I look at pictures. I'm like, yeah, that was, those were fun days. But it's so much work. I loved your bottom hair. Yeah, I just like that whole look. Oh, yeah. 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 I know one, one day. day I want, like, bleach we blonde both, hair. Let's both do it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would take so much. Like, I would have to get a six-month head start because my hair is so dark. It would take a but, long time. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we got on that tangent. I don't either, blue, but we were talking about hair, blue, yes. dyeing your hair blue. And um, we were talking before we hit record about something with, you know, keto, more diet culture stuff. Diet. I'm that's, on this like. That's still happening. I know. I'm on this. Some, still doing that. I somehow got signed up for like text notifications from something. And there's like this keto challenge. This brand keeps texting me about. I'm like, I don't want to do a keto challenge. I thought we, I thought we had struggled back around and decided that carbs were good again. It's like, you have to choose between carbs or fat. Mm -hmm. No, I want them both. I want it all. (laughs) I just want all of the things. Just give me the food without the rules. Is that so hard? Yeah. To ask for. I mean, yeah. this And then brings- I, I, I am also on this like, so this is like an actual brand that's doing this. Uh-huh. I am also, I also regularly get those just straight spam texts that are like, literally I got one the other day that was like, lose 45 pounds in four weeks. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That sounds like a nightmare. I can't imagine what your body would have to go through for that to happen. That, and I wonder if people are still falling for that. Are people still falling for that? Do you, I, you think you can lose 45 pounds in a month? Right. Do I, I, Meaning, like, do people right. see that and go, oh, this is for me? Maybe. I don't right. Know. I don't know. It, it exhausts I mean, me. So I saw, you know, we all know that Brittany is free and we're very excited about it. And we're so happy for her. And recently she did a post about, she comments every once in a while, like, sideways about her weight or how she looks. In my eyes, you guys, Brittany can do no wrong. She can do or say whatever she wants in my eyes. She, she could earned- murder somebody. And I'd be like, I <laughs> love you, she Brittany. Could do, she could do it on Instagram. And then she'd like twirl and just print And off. she would flip her hair. <laughs> she would flip her fake hair. And okay. She I don't like, know that I would take it that far, but I do yeah, fully I believe that like really- at this point, Brittany has earned the right. To literally do whatever, whatever the heck she, she wants. wants. She, I give her so much grace and I have so much love in my heart for her. So she'll comment every once in a while. And I'm just like, ah, oh, Brittany, like you, you grew up in that culture. So of course she's going to be conscious about just like grew how up. she like, looks. I, I feel like. I mean, the entire world. In, yeah. Yeah. The entire world has been talking about her body since she was in puberty. Right. So of course that is on her radar. It's on. It is her radar. <laughs> So she made some comment recently. She is the radar. She is the radar. Yeah. I mean, truly, when I was in the early 2000s, I was like, how do I get those abs? She recently made a post. I think it was with her fiance. Maybe they got married. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with all the Britney news, like moment to moment. So maybe this is old news by the time this podcast releases. But she made a comment about fasting and how she's like got to, I don't know, get her body in shape after eating all the turkey and la la la. And I'm just like... Brittany, I know you've been like behind a lot of walls for the past 13 years, but we have moved a lot past this diet bullshit. Please let us like, let us just 
wrap you in our arms and tell you that you are perfect exactly how you are. I just wanted to like you give don't her need that. In your turkey. Yeah, you really don't. You don't need to you're dance perfect. off those calories. Even just dance because it's fun and you're great at it. Yeah. Oh, I just love her so much. I love her her Instagrams. Oh, I will never her. forget the tweet that was like, I'm gonna go drop acid and see if I can figure out Britney Spears Instagram feed. <laughs> Because I still feel that way. I still feel that like there's like a code that's uh, yeah. going like to lead you to Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> like we're so finally going to see where Martians landed. I mean, I think that whatever, whenever that tweet came out, apparently people were controlling her Instagram back then. Like other people were posting for her. I don't know. This is all. Who knows? But I think now that she's posting herself, I don't see much of a difference. <laughs> Still, That's why I made that face. Like, you guys didn't like, see my face. Like 80s teddy face. bears and 80s roses. And right. just. I remember ugh. seeing this. Do you remember this thing that went viral on BuzzFeed probably like a year ago? That was like the difference between Kim Kardashian's house and Britney Spears' house. And it was like Kim Kardashian's house looks like a high end morgue. Yeah, and Britney like Spears' a, house looks like an Olive Garden. Yeah, totally. And it's so <laughs> true. Whenever you see pictures of Kim Kardashian's house, like I think, I don't think there's one piece of furniture and it's all white. Oh, High end morgue was is very much. Erotic. Do you follow? Are you following? I'm not. I'm vaguely following the Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian. No, gossip. I am not. I'll only only enough to know what you're talking about, but and only enough to have seen this very funny post from comments by celebs, which is still one of my favorite accounts. Where it was like a picture of Pete Davidson sitting, like you know, on the in the floor seats at some basketball game, and it was like caption this, and some one of them was like, "So what's new with you?" <laughs> I love reading people's humor and comments whenever there's like something where I love the thing where all of a sudden it's like, I'm just here for the comments. I love, I live for those moments because it's just like, Oh, I just want to see what people are posting. Kind of like when Taylor Swift released her 10 minute version, the 10 minute version of all too well. And everyone was like, just going over to Jake Gyllenhaal's Instagram. And it was so, so funny. It was so funny. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, they had like some, sighting of him after that came out. I'm just like, this is great. I love this stuff. I think it's so funny. You love the palace intrigue. I live for palace intrigue. Live for it. I just want to know what happens behind those really doors. Do. <laughs> like I will be, I will be that, per- I will be, I am that person that will zoom in on a photo and break it down. If like Taylor, posts a video of her and her cats. I'm like, what sheets does she use? I will zoom in. I am that creepy person that is just so intrigued by their lives. Uh, she recently posted a video of her singing a song while they were, they were doing a dress rehearsal with her and Aaron Dresner. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to see the staircase. And it's a black and white photo for crying out loud. And I was just like, I love that stuff. I love it. I love it. And I know it's always <laughs> it's not as like glitzy as I, I like make it out in my head, but like that just makes me happy. Like, I just like to have it's like almost like Cinderella, you know, just let me have the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh my goodness. How did we get on that tangent? Oh, diet culture and Britney. Anyway, Britney's free. We love her. Britney, you do not need to go on a diet. If anything, just keep dancing and having fun and eat whatever the heck you want. Just keep spinning around in your crop tops. Yeah. <laughs> Stay cool, never change. Stay cool, never change in those. 90s gym shorts. <laughs> okay. Also, though, speaking of diet culture, not only are we in the middle of like, don't gain the holiday weight, we're also 
barreling headfirst towards New Year's resolutions. We sure are. Sandy, Mom Sandy and I released an episode on the Girls Gone Wad feed this week, as this one drops, about creating new habits. So you can go listen to that because I'll talk a little bit about it here. And I think it's really helpful because so many times, and I'm guilty of this, when we start the new year, it's like new year, new you. When in reality, if you have not yet listened to the Brene Brown Dare to Lead podcast with James Clear, I have not yet read his book, Atomic Habits. I know it's a good book. There's a lot of... Okay, I'm going to... Okay, go. I'm going to let you finish, but... No, go. (laughs) Go, go, go. I didn't love Atomic Habits. I actually think the podcasts, like you get more out of those two Brene Brown podcasts than the actual book. Great, because when I listened to the podcasts, I was like, these are great. I don't know if I need to read the book. And also, I'm I'm not trying to be like a know-it-all, but I know so much about human behavior and psychology. And I will say that if you are someone who like never in your life has done any other reading about like organizational thinking, it might be the whole book might be useful. I felt like the book could have been about 30% as long as it was because I felt like the majority of the book was just him re-explaining the same concept in different anecdotes. Okay. Yeah. I don't and like love that. through different, right. Through slightly yeah. different angles. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but you're still just saying the same thing, which is okay. like, that's good to know because then no. I felt like I needed to read the book. No, okay. I think I've, I listened to the book probably like two or three years ago at this point and didn't really care. I mean, it was fine, but I was like, I didn't really get what all the hype was about. Mm-hmm. And then when I listened to the two Brene Brown podcast episodes over the last like month, whenever they came out that I was like, okay, these, I wish I had just listened to the podcast yeah. because not only do I think that he hits all the main points, which he okay. very much does, yeah. but it's so much more interesting to listen to it as a conversation. As a conversation. Okay. That really helps and saves me a lot of time. Thank you. Because I was just kind of like, I was hesitating on reading the book because I just, I've said this before. I, just, I have some type of like a block when there's things that I'm like, oh, I studied this for so long. I already know about human behavior and cognitive behavioral therapy and habits and behavior change and behavioral activation, like that I was really kind of having like this adverse reaction to like reading. It was almost like a textbook for me because I loved the podcast episodes. And I agree. I think so. If you have not yet listened to the Brene Brown Dare to Lead, there's two episodes with James Clear. They talk about habits. It's great. So I was on this kick of like, ooh, I really like just how they approach habits and behavior change and developing something new in your life or adding something new to your life. And I want to think about that for myself in the new year because I do enjoy a new year. I enjoy it. I think it's great. I like to look at life in chapters. We always look back in years. It's just an easy way for me to kind of like think of my life and and conceptualize my life and put it in a box is like 2020, 2021. So like, that's great. You know, we could argue people like, it's just another day. I'm not that person. I really enjoy New Year's Eve. I think it's fun. And I like to kind of wake up the next day. The liturgical calendar situation, right? Like that you kind of like, yeah, you can now turn the page on your liturgical calendar, start going back around. And I think, I mean, that's huge. Like humans have always had their own ways of marking the, you know, going, coming back around the bed. I'm passing. Yes. We can agree that December 31st at midnight is an arbitrary, you know, an arbitrary t- stamp to, to start that on. But nonetheless, here nonetheless, we are. As a culture. Here we are. I love it. If you don't love it, who cares? It's fine. You do you. I love it. I think it's fun. So I was thinking about this. And so we talk a little bit more in the Girls Gone Wild episode that you can listen to just about how we think of habits. Do you think you love it so much because it is like the international holiday of glitter and sequins? It's absolutely that. I do love, I do love a New Year's Eve glitter. It's not not that. It's not not (laughs) that. that. 
I mean, let me just be honest with you. When you talk about New Year's Eve, all I think about is glitter falling from the sky. Yeah, and like fairy and, lights, yeah. and glitter, dresses. So when dresses. you're saying New Year's Eve, anything New Year's Eve, even though I probably won't yeah. go out, I just, just gold glitter. I just think about ooh, what fur can I wear? Fake fur. What, uh, you know, funny things that I can like put on my face, you know, like Taylor Swift is, is selling her heart around the eye for like the glitter under your eye. You bought that, didn't you? I haven't bought it yet. I was waiting. It's in your cart. (laughs) I'm trying so hard not to buy things for myself during like while I'm Christmas shopping, but man, it's hard. So yes, I do think of New Year's Eve and all I think is glitter and flashing lights and disco balls. And yes, I do love it because of that. On New Year's Day thinking of habits, thinking of the behavior change that I want to do. And I just really like thinking about it in those small, tiny little baby steps. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to just kind of tease our other episode. But I will say that it's very tempting, kind of how we started this conversation, to go to the diet culture mentality. I'm going to work out and go on a diet. Just let's all just please refrain. Let's refrain from that. Let's refrain. Pick something bigger, pick something different, just try something new. And we can talk about this. I mean, it's only the first week of December, but um, I know, but we're going to keep talking about it because you know, I, I know. love to, I, you I know, I love know a buildup. You know, love a buildup. <laughs> just around the corner. Cringe. Um, <laughs> Joy loves the buildup. I have been doing a lot of like things on a whim lately, I would say. Things that I had wanted to do and then now finally feel like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. Like I signed up for that surfing camp. Which, um, by the way, you follow their uh, Instagram account, and now I want to go on a surfing camp. <laughs> I know, it right? So fun, <laughs> right? Just like a bunch of women just eating tacos and surfing. This is literally my dream, which is great because I'm going to go do it. I signed up to learn how to hunt. Very excited about that. There is this organization called Hunt to Eat, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go learn how to. I'm going to go on a deer slash boar hunt like for all for okay so you guys don't remember maybe like a year ago or more i started talking about how we were talking about ethical meat consumption this probably even goes back to like early 2020 when we had mark ritchie on the podcast and talked about sustainable meat eating habits and regenerative agriculture and i started talking about you know my beliefs around sustainable meat consumption and the fact that i really wanted to learn how to hunt and that I felt like hunting really is the most sustainable way to go about getting meat and finding it. And, you know, there's hunting is very closely regulated throughout the United States. And I could go into that whole sort of wildlife side of it. But I signed up for this women's only like first time hunter. It's four days long. It's in Oklahoma. It's bow hunting, which I also think is really badass and also significantly lowers the chances that I'm going to actually hunt anything because I have never I haven't, I mean, I took archery classes when I was like in elementary school, but that's all. So yeah, really excited about that. Um, I got a new tattoo of a bear holding a croissant. Oh yeah. Let's on that. Talk about that decision. That just yeah. showed up on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> it just showed up on Instagram. Yeah. I had been thinking, I actually had not been thinking about it for that long. I've been, you know, I want, have been wanting to get more tattoos and fill in my arm all the way. Yeah. And the tattoo artist who I see has just like had a hard time kind of getting back into some form of organization since 2020 and this whole year. She's I wonder why. Like, yeah, 
Right. <laughs> so and weird. then like she opened her own studio and it's just like, it been impossible to get on her books. And she's already someone who's very hard to schedule with. And so I follow a bunch of other tattoo artists and I, a couple of weeks ago had this just like random idea. Wouldn't it be funny to get a tattoo of a bear holding a croissant similar to that artwork of the bear holding, like hugging the state of California, but instead of the state of California, mm, it's a croissant. Yeah, so great. And so then another tattoo artist who I follow, what like randomly one on Saturday, on a Saturday night posts like, Hey, I had a last minute cancellation. If anybody wants to get a tattoo tomorrow, I'm free after five o'clock. And so I just immediately DM'd her. I was like, if this is still available, I want it. And she wrote me back and she was like, okay, great. Like, what do you want to get? And I was like, uh, a bear <laughs> holding a croissant. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. Either she's going to write me back and be like, awesome. That's amazing. Or she's going to write me back and be like, uh, or she's just going to ghost me. <laughs> yeah. She's going to ghost you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So luckily she wrote back and thought it was awesome. So I got a tattoo of a bear holding a croissant on my leg. It's like right above my knee. I'm really happy with it. I feel like I've like turned a corner into like someone who just gets random tattoos now, which I'm psyched about. No, you've always been that person. But not random. This feels like truly just like this is a silly tattoo of a bear holding a croissant. Okay. All right. Well, like my other tattoos at least can all sort of like have a little bit more of like a, well, why did you get a tattoo? I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny to have a bear holding a croissant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can appreciate So I've always gotten tattoos, but they've been a little bit less um, like on a whim. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tattoo I, and tattoo and whim is not always the the go together. No, but I've kind of have like I think we I've talked I said this before that I think you know people say oh getting tattoos is addictive. I think it's less that it's addictive and more just that like once you start getting tattoos you realize that they like really are not that big of a deal. And I think before you get tattoos you like have them built up in your head as like this big life altering event and then you get one and you're like oh I'm just me but with like a bird I can see sometimes on my arm. Totally. <laughs> Totally. And you realize like people out there don't care anymore. Like society doesn't care about anymore. It's just not a big deal. Nobody cares. And they are fun. They're very fun. And so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, you know what? I think this this is like so fun to look at. And if there is a deeper meaning behind it, it's that like I got it on a part of my body that is really not my favorite part of my body. Sort of like the just my legs around. I don't know. My legs are not here part of my body. But now I have this thing where I like look down at my leg and I'm like, ah, look at that guy. So cute. I'm like, I like now I really like this part of my body. Oh, that's so holding a croissant on it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Why not? So instead of being like, oh, I'm don't you know, I'm not a huge fan of like my upper of my lower thighs, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm, my thighs. Mm-hmm. Like now I have a barrel. I really just want to say, I, I always, this is not towards you at all, but I just wanted to be like, Oh, your meaty thigh. Cause I always used to say that to cadet and I just really made me miss cadet. I'm like, you uh-huh. little meat. She would always like go on her back and want me to rub her belly. And I'd like grab I'd be like your little meaty thigh. So you have a cute little bear on your meaty thigh. I, yes. But I'm just saying it in the dog voice. I'm not saying it anything towards I, your body. It's okay. I'm okay. Not, I'm not okay, great. It. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. And then I also got a new ring that I'm really excited about from this jeweler that I follow who I've like always wanted a ring from. And I finally just bought one because they're really expensive. And it's like one of those like people who release things and they're all sold out within like two minutes. So there's just a lot of little things where I've been like, you know what? I'm going to stop rationalizing myself out of this and I'm just going to do it. And it's been really fun. Congratulations. And I didn't even need a new year to do that. No, you don't always need a new year. You don't need the calendar to tell you. But I did. It's like I had a new job and then I had a birthday. So it's like Mm -hmm. there was some new energy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think what I was thinking about too with the habits thing is that, okay, don't judge me on this, but I I found myself finding the appeal of like, let's just say like a fitness related goal. So one of the Peloton instructors posted this thing. She's so sweet. She's so cute. She had a baby this, I think this year, last year. 
Robin posted this challenge for December. It's like every day, just move for 30 minutes. And she's doing like a running or walking thing. But she basically was just like, you know, hey, join me and posted like a little calendar. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it looks so fun. And it just reminded me of like how fun it is to do something. There's like no pressure. It's not like you have to run three miles. It was just like move for 30 minutes a day and just being mindful of that. It didn't feel diet cultural culture to me. And then it just like, I like her vibe. So it just reminded me like, it doesn't always have to be a bad, it doesn't have to be bad if it's fitness related, because I never want to come across like that either. Then it got me thinking about nears and habits. And it's fun to do stuff together. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we also talk a lot about how like physical goals are not inherently toxic. And it can I feel like sometimes we we've swing too far in the other direction and say like, you know, people feel like they aren't allowed to have physical goals because, you know, then that means that they're a slave to diet culture. (laughs) And that's not true. You know, you can make any goal you want for yourself as long as you are honest with yourself about where it comes from. And I also think that there is a lot of freedom in having goals that are based on something outside of trying to look or weigh or be a certain body type that can still be very physical. And I'm not, again, like, I don't ever want to say like, oh, you're not allowed to want to lose weight or you're, oh, you're not allowed to want to get muscle, you know, like look muscular or, oh, you're whatever the case may be. But if you've always set goals based on those things, maybe just try a different type of goal and maybe try a different type of physical goal. Like, oh, I want to work out a hundred times next year. I want to do a hundred workouts in a year, or I want to do 200 workouts. Okay. That's a lot, but have fun. Or like for me right now, my training goal really has to do with my surfing thing. Like I I talked about that, like I really want to get there and not have to worry about being so sore the second day that I can't enjoy myself for the rest of the week. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, you maybe, you know, you want to be able to outrun your five-year-old, which i Currently, I'm 99% sure Miles would beat me in a foot race. I have more endurance than he does, but purely because I'm older. <laughs> yeah, but he could probably just sprint He's right past you. absolutely faster than me yeah. in a short distance race. Yeah. All that to say. All that get to creative. say. Get creative. Have fun. If it fits for you, great. There's no right or wrong way of doing it. Yeah, that's. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about this week's sponsor, Ned. We have stressors over the holidays. We probably are feeling run down. The year's been a year. The past two years have been a year. We would like to introduce to you, if you haven't already seen, the Ned products, the CBD products, high quality products. I've been using the Sleep Blend. I still get hotel sleep. Mom Sandy is a huge fan of the Mellow. If you don't want a CBD product, you can use the Mellow, which is a magnesium. And you've been using that too, right, Claire? Yeah, and they just came out with a new flavor, Meyer Lemon. Ooh, I love Meyer Lemon. I love a Meyer Lemon. Okay, I also, here's my other note. Call me crazy. I've gotten to the point where taking Ned before bed is so intrinsically part of my nighttime routine that as soon as I I brush my teeth and like I cannot forget to take it because once I have my tooth brushed, you're gonna think this is nasty because the Ned products do taste a little skunky. I like just a little bit love the flavor of them after I brush my teeth. Really? So I brush my teeth. Then I do my dropper full of Ned and then I sit there for a minute with it under my tongue while I like get my little bottles of the other supplements I take and okay. pour them out. And then I swallow You're creating my a CBD. habit. Look I swallow my habit. CBD and then I take my vitamins and I 
and I chase it all with water to get kind of the skunky taste. But like, I, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. I just. That's interesting. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I love it. All right. Hot take, hot take. I typically do a little bit of a chaser afterwards, but it's fine. You know, whatever works for you. But we do want to say that full transparency is Ned. They have third-party lab reports, who farms their products, their extraction process, all right there on their site. So you can get a discount for the holidays, even more of a discount. Our listeners get 20% off Ned products with code JOY. And then when you spend more than $150, Ned is throwing in free gifts with every order. Visit helloned.com forward slash joy to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 20% off plus a free gift with orders over $150. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Thank you, Ned. All right, can I give an update on what's going on with the bone marrow donation? Yeah, please. Because that's taken some turns. So about a month ago, gosh, it's probably been over a month, I posted about being called by Be The Match, which is an organization that has a registry for bone marrow donation. Just to be clear, these are a lot of things that I'm learning as I go along. But some people don't know this, that when you join Be The Match, when you join the registry, you're not going to donate. It doesn't just joining the registry does nothing. It just puts your sample on the list. And so you may never get called. So just because you get on the registry doesn't mean you're going to get called. In fact, it's very rare that you would get called. I want to say it's one out of 2,000, maybe one out of 1,000 people that will get called if they're on the registry. So I was I joined this registry about seven years ago, got a call about a month and a half ago that I was a match to a patient and that, hey, would you want to donate bone, bone marrow? So fast forward, I was supposed to donate in November. That got pushed out because of the patient's health declining and just not currently being in a state where she was healthy enough to get the donation. So it's still going to happen, but we just have to wait. And because of privacy reasons, obviously, I don't know a lot about you know what she's doing or how she's doing, but I am hoping that at some point in the next month, I'll be able to still donate bone marrow and save her life. So all I ask right now is that people send her prayers, uh, if you believe in that. But it really made me sad because, I mean, I was, I have to take Phil Grastam shots, which is a bone marrow booster, five days before my donation. And the day before I was supposed to start shot one, I got the call that it was on hold. So I was just like psyching myself up, psyching myself up, psyching myself up and psyching myself up in a way of like, I hope she's okay too, because I can't help but think about like, how's she doing? When I got the call, I was like, oh man, I just really felt for her. Because all I'm thinking is like, at any time a donor could just pull out and say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe she's worried about that. Now her whole family is like, okay, she's not doing the bone marrow donation yet. Uh, We have to wait and she has to do more treatment to where she's in a state of health that she could get the donation. So it's all very like, I just want to send her good vibes. I don't know who she is. It's just the stranger out in the United States. That is the update. Some wonderful listener recommended she sent us a dm and was like hey i don't know if you've read this book yet but it might be helpful for you to read because you're going to be donating to hear it from a recipient's standpoint and the book is called between two kingdoms by sulika jawad i can post the book in the show notes but it's i read it within a week it was so good i listened to the book and she reads it and it's great and it really just 
talks a lot about her journey through leukemia and getting a bone marrow transplant from her brother and just kind of how it impacts her life and impacted her life. And luckily she's still alive. But thank you listener for recommending that book because I really, really loved it. And I thought it was a beautiful, it just made me think about like, I really wanted to get in the headspace of like what the patient that is going to get the donation is going through. Not that I, I can already imagine it's so difficult, but I just, I think I feel even more like close to her. And it's just an interesting feeling to be this person that's like, they are banking on me too, to follow through. I just can't imagine what that feels like. So anyway, that is the update of the bone marrow donation to be continued. I hope, like my biggest fear, and this happens, I see it in the private Facebook group I'm in for donors. It's like patients die. And I think my fear when my caseworker called me because she was like, hey, do you have a second to chat? And I was like, oh crap, there's going to be a change because she doesn't, she doesn't text me just to chat. She's usually something that's like, we're changing course. She was like, I'm, you know, unfortunately, and when she said, unfortunately, I honest to God thought she was going to say your patient died. And she just said, you know, they had a relapse and we have to go through some more treatment before you can donate, but that could happen. And so I think that's just my immediate prayer is like, I just hope that she gets to a place of health. So I'll keep you guys posted and really just go to be the match.org, get on the registry if you're between 18 and 35. That is the population that they need the most right now and specifically people of color. So we have a few questions left from a couple weeks ago. We did some Q&A. Let's pull those up and finish off our week. Leftover Q&A. My fave. Ooh, I can do this one. Rex for how to keep hands moisturized through the winter. I feel like everyone has an opinion about this. Do you have like a favorite lotion that you love? No. (laughs) I don't like the feeling of lotion. And I think because I've always lived here. You're just, your body is used to it. My body is used to it. Like, I'm not saying that my hands are like not a little bit dry, but they don't get dry the way that I see other people's hands. Oh man. Like my knuckles don't crack or anything. Yeah. I get the, um, nothing is more painful than the split fingers on the tips. I get that. I never had that. I get that at least once, once a year. So I use the Kiehl's Ultra Moisturizing Hand Lotion. It is amazing. As well as the Aveda Hand Cream. So good. Don't buy anything else. I just always think of that scene in Ocean's Eleven where Bernie Sanders is like trying to negotiate the van purchase. Bernie Sanders? Not Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I was like, Bernie Did they put him in a chair in Ocean's Eleven with his mittens? Like... That's all I could think about was like... Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was Bernie Sanders. That would be way funnier. Hot take, Brad Pitt, if you're listening. Get Bernie Sanders on board for the next one. Yeah, just prop him up in a chair with mittens. Fine. (laughs) Bernie Sanders. Bernie Mac is like trying to negotiate for those vans and he's like squeezing that guy's hand really tight and he's talking about his hand moisture. He's like, ideally speaking, we should all wear gloves to bed. (laughs) 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 I think about that. Oh, that's good. It's like, you have nice hands. Do you moisturize? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um, I will say, though, truly, again, a ritual thing that I do is every night before I go to bed, I do put on my Ned chapstick. Oh, my gosh. Like, I like literally can't get into bed without putting chapstick on. I lather my lips in chapstick and Ned chapstick it's the best. is the best. Yeah. What Nespresso machine do you have? We've got a couple people asking okay. about Nespresso's. I don't have an espresso anymore. We, I feel like we have maybe covered this. I had an espresso machine. If you, a Nespresso, right? N-E-S, not N- an. Not an not espresso. An espresso. N- a 
George Clooney Nespresso. Nespresso. Doesn't he do the ads for him? I don't know. I thought, I thought you were still going no. on Ocean's Eleven. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, we're really just going to ride this one out. I don't have one anymore. We, I used to have one. I had one for like a year. I really liked it. When we started being at home more, I found I wasn't really using it as much. And Brandon never liked the Nespresso coffee. So what we would do is we would buy these like reusable pods and fill it with our own coffee from like the local coffee shop that we like. And that was just a lot of work, which is fine. And I did it. But in the end, I was like, okay, this is actually not as convenient as I want it to be because I have to do this whole thing with like reusing my pods. I think I still have a highlight saved on our Instagram. If you're like, oh, reusable pods, that's a thing. Um, So you can go look at that on our Instagram highlights, but it really was not that big of a deal. I just didn't it kind of was like a faff. And so now we use a Chemex. Which Wait, you have to explain faff for our non-British oh Bake Off listeners. Okay. So if you did not watch the British Bake Off, there was a contestant named Freya who was so funny. And like, she was like 19 and vegan and just all the things. And she all the time would be like, would say that things were a faff. And so I started asking what the heck does faff mean? And people told me that it basically means anything that's like more effort than it's worth. So now I just use it all the time because like we all need a word for that. And everyone told us what ta means too from Lizzie. She'd be like, ta, it is shorthand for thanks, which I think is adorable. Adorable. So cute. I love Nespresso and I use it every morning. So that's, and I have the Virtuo. I have the Virtuo line, which- What's your favorite color pod? Pro tip. I hate any flavored coffee. So just give me a mild or dark roast. I cannot stand flavored coffees. So I think I get the Stormio. I get whatever the like typical Nespresso brand is. I don't do any like the special stuff. Uh, Whenever they have like special roasts every month, I don't get those. But pro tip, I was so annoyed for the longest time that they don't sell Virtuo line Nespresso pods anywhere but in the Nespresso store or on the Nespresso app until Starbucks started selling them at Target. Just so you know, they are now at Target. I also feel like I might have stuck with with Nespresso if I had waited like another year because when I was using Nespresso, it was before they sold pods anywhere else other than online or the Nespresso store. You could only buy Keurig and like no one else made Nespresso pods. They were only like the third party Keurig pods. That was another downside in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's However, you really have to plan ahead if you're going to order yeah. or like whatever. Someone asked favorite brand of lip balm. And I would say Ned. I Let's just reiterate. I really love Ned lip balm. Uh, I probably also, though, have about 10 different types of lip balm at Honestly, any time. Honestly, I would say I love Ned. And then <laughs> Ned is not cheap. So I also how well, and like my kids, Evie went through this phase over the summer where she ate all my chapsticks. Just ate them. Oh, no. It was disgusting. Wax in her poo. <laughs> it was so gross. It was like like a chapstick stick would disappear and she would just like gnaw on it throughout the day and then it would just be gone. Luckily, she did not eat any of my CBD chapstick. Delicious. <laughs> but so for a while there, I was just buying like the cheapest chapstick possible because I was <laughs> she was going to eat it. She got her hands on it. So I also, not that this is the cheapest, but I also do like Burt's Bees. I like their vanilla one, their vanilla flavor. I don't like their mm-hmm. peppermint one. It's like I, I don't know, the tingly, spicy chapstick mm-hmm. thing. Not into it. Not a fan. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you have any irrational fears? <laughs> All I can think yeah. is... Yeah. We know I do. I'm terrified of moths flying into my ears and laying their eggs. <laughs> I just wanted you to say... Guys, please don't 
DM me with the stories of when this happened to you. You're going to be like, this always happens. Every time I bring this up on the podcast, I'm like, don't do it. It's irrational fear of moths flying in my ears and legs. And like five people DM us. And they're like, Claire, it's not irrational. Here's the story about the time that it happened to my sister at summer camp. And I'm like, why? Don't. Don't don't, tell me these things. Don't do it. Let me believe that it's not going to ever happen to anyone in the real world. We will absolutely get at least one person who will say, I work in an ER. And I no. saw, I treated someone yes. and I'd be please, like, please don't. Don't do this to me. I will, I will be on alert the day that we release this episode and I'll be deleting messages so Claire doesn't see them. Uh, but. True friendship. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is when we had our live show at Camp Timeout, <laughs> Moth, yeah, Moth went landed in, in my ear practically and it was horrifying. I know. <laughs> That was so, it wasn't funny, but it was because the irony just killed me. I was like, oh my gosh, your worst fear is coming true. Live, in real time. Like live in real time. Oh my gosh. (sighs) All right, should we do one more? Yeah, we can do a couple more. Oh, somebody asked me what my favorite things were for a baby registry. I always love this question because I think that baby registries can get so overwhelming. If you've never had babies before and you're like, do I need a million things? My suggestion is to like people will don't register for clothes. Everyone's going to buy you baby clothes, whether you ask for them or not. Just just you're going to get them. You'll get hand-me-downs. One thing I learned very quickly is like the first couple of times someone offers to give you their hand-me-downs, you're like, oh my God, thank you. This is, you're amazing. And then I realized now that I've been the mom trying to get rid of hand-me-downs that you are doing someone a favor by accepting those hand-me-downs because they have been sitting in their freaking basement in a trash bag for two damn years, except the hand-me-downs. <laughs> Please you are take them, them a favor. They're so happy to get rid of it. Yes. So don't register for clothes. Everyone will give you clothes. And you need so like just buy jammies or just, you know, like just you don't need little outfits. You absolutely mm-hmm. do not. No. What you need really to start out with, you can never, in my opinion, have too many swaddle blankets, like the kind of linen muslin ones. You can just use them for everything. You can never have too many diapers. Although I would hesitate to say like some people say like, oh, just just any diaper, any size. You're going to find a diaper brand that you like. So all of this to say, you guys, register for gift cards, Target, Amazon, Walmart. Don't overthink it. If you have a new mom in your life, give them a gift card because as you go on through the first couple of weeks, of being a mom, you will quickly identify the things that you like and want more of and the things that are just like an after and like absolute afterthought. And also that will, so like if you have gift cards, that'll just let you kind of make up your own mind. And I know it's not exciting, but just do that or like grocery store gift cards. And then the other big thing is register for a postpartum care fund. You can, there are a lot of baby registries out there that let you just accept cash. Or if there is like a postpartum doula organization in your community, most oftentimes they will have gift cards available. So, you know, or whether that's like asking for like really cash is the easiest way to do that. But, or if somebody, you know, there are people out there who are like, I don't want to just give cash. I want to give like a thing to you. I say, who is this about you or them? But also, you know, try to find a place that does like a pedicure or a laundry service or a yard you know, yard care service or a dog walker, like what are the chores that you can help them with through donations or not donations through like gift cards and gifts. So those are my, there's my soapbox. Don't overthink it. Gift cards and services. Okay. Let's, let's take this one and then we can wrap it up. Cause I feel like this is one that applies to both of us. Somebody said, I need to learn to cook for myself, but I don't like cooking any tips to make it more fun. And my answer to them on Instagram was I'm a firm believer in using shortcuts when critical activities are not enjoyable. And then we always joke that you assemble, you don't cook. 
<laughs> yeah, and I recently just saw this book on, I think it's New York Times cooking. I'll have to go look it up and I can post it. But it's basically a cookbook that is no recipes. It's just assembling. And the sassy dietitian has a lot of assembling as well. So she doesn't follow recipes. She assembles. She's great at it. And as we mentioned in our last GGW episode, she has a new book coming out that is all about meal planning, not in the diety way, but just like how to assemble food way. And I'm all about assembling. And what we mean by that is like buying prepackaged items, you know, not necessarily like like stuff that you might still have to prepare a little bit, like a freezer, you know, a side dish that comes frozen or, you know, a rotisserie chicken or something that you break apart, but like just not overthinking it and going into Trader Joe's or wherever. Trader yeah. Joe's is perfect for assemblers. Totally. Trader Joe's is like totally. the destination for assemblers. Oh my gosh. So good for assemblers. And then you just buy the things and assemble the things, but not all the time do you get like the, cre- I don't have the creative brain to be like, what kind of things do I need feel like a assembling and then I just get stuck eating a banana (laughs) (laughs) what's your go-to snack or what's your go-to like dinner that's basically just a large snack when you absolutely do not have any inspiration oh avocado toast I just yeah I just am like oh I can assemble this and I can put everything on it and it's great you often have avocados it's not often but when they are like yeah. It, like when they're soft enough at Costco, I'll just buy a big bag. Mine is probably popcorn. Like I've definitely been known to just eat popcorn and like yeah. a bunch of pieces of cheese for dinner. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. But it'll be usually avocado toast or some type of toast. But with enough, you have to have enough substance on top. You got to have it. a little something in there. I know that's Can't where my cheese comes like, in. Yeah. A bowl of popcorn, great. a couple pieces of cheese, a pickle to round it out. <laughs> I don't know why I think those three foods go together, but they do. Oh, that's so great. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this absolutely random episode. There are our favorite ones to do, and I they hope really that they are your favorite ones to listen to. You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. You can find us online at joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to support our podcast by supporting our awesome sponsor, and you can get 20% off, which is more than our normal discount. You get 20% off through the holidays with code JOY. Go to hellonet.com. Those little CBD bottles just go so well in a stocking. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a nice little treat. It really is. It's going to calm so, everybody down. Just calm <laughs> those very... Calm them down. Ca- calm those people that are talking too many politics. Just calm them down. Just slip in their drink. They won't even We notice. need like an air freshener, which is full of CBD. All right, guys. <laughs> that is all from us this week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.